0: number are we on i think
1: i think this is 123 but i might Holy be wrong
2: shit we're we're in the money
1: yeah one two
0: three one two three
2: you know what usually follows that is go
1: oh uh, yeah hmm?
0: yeah true mm-hmm. so yeah so go yeah <laughs> let's do it hey welcome to movie movie.
2: this yeah. is uh it's been a long time it feels like yeah, yeah.
0: It
1: has been a you know it was it's exactly it was an extra week. I was about to say it's one week longer yeah. than usual. Look,
2: can I can I thank you guys? Thank thank you for being accommodating. I had a I had a last minute sort of thing that got in the way, and uh, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, well, sure. Well, the listener will appreciate that because it just means that rather than getting an episode and then an off week and then an episode, they'll get an episode and then next week an
2: episode. Right, karate chop them with with yeah. all sorts, <laughs> of... Right. and then a couple of weeks without episodes. <laughs> <laughs> But
1: uh so yes, yeah, Ronald had a little bit of uh lady related business that, mm-hmm. that just seemed like it took priority and I yeah, think Steve man. and I as as people with, with ladies with in ladies. our lives, we, we, we understand I, I we, f- that we understand that if you've gone to the trouble to actually mention to your buddies that you might need to shit can something, yeah. yeah that you've probably already it's escalated, already. Yeah, you've probably already yeah. gotten to a certain place in your mind. So yeah. it's I, cool. It's cool.
2: I'm yeah. in, I'm at this point now in my life where like if a good thing's here uh, you know. Go with the go with the Yeah, flow. hang on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know. Don't shit can it. Shit can Don't us. Sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Priorities <laughs> Ronald. So I I appreciate it. Good, that, good. Guys. Yeah, no worries. Um gave
0: us some time to see a couple other movies maybe. Oh, yeah. Which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about. And some <laughs> and something that we're going to talk about. It gave it a little more time to air out. Yes. Yeah. You know, that there's so much more juice now for that one. So, so much actually, more. that's
3: good that you, oh, no problem. you made us a week late. No problem.
0: Uh, so yeah, episode 123. Get out of here. Is going to be our... December catch-up. Yeah, yeah. It, basically, our what's become a monthly thing now is our catch-up mm-hmm. episode. That's right. And we're going to be talking about like some it. news...
2: Like ketchup or like in ketchup. general ketchup ketchup and ketchup i like both
0: okay both on food and in your podcast
2: forms yep.
3: okay
0: if i did have little bowls of ketchup for you guys to just like soak your
1: fingers in would yeah. you do anything would, or would it just sit there would it just be i a would waste? absolutely do it I, would- <laughs> I mean
0: it's got to just for the experience of yeah who, who, how many people do you know can say they've ever recorded a podcast with their fingers in ketchup uh, me and, yeah. and what three friends do you know that have hung out with their fingers in ketchup together right. that's like a special thing that no one else yeah, can if touch. we were ever trying to be unique yeah. in life yeah. and in the podcast world I we'd guarantee you no one would say they've ever done that be good thing we're not
1: trying to be unique we're
0: Steve <laughs> nah we'll just stick with the status quo yeah <laughs> Put the cuts of voyage on. It's a bunch of
1: guys talking about stuff.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so big news.
1: We were talking about the Sony. Let's not call them leaks. These are hacks. This was a targeted attack. Yeah, this is on not- Sony. And I do feel like we're getting in a, like a little bit after like the the most of the like the big stories that have come from this. But yeah. what's interesting to me beyond the initial blast of the emails between was it Amy Pascal and Scott Rudin yeah. Yeah. that were. Um, that were leaked, that just showed how these producers talk about the people they're working with. And like even a star of Angelina Jolie's status is being called a brat, and people are making fun of her boondoggle of a movie about Cleopatra that she wants to make. And there's so many details that we can't really possibly provide context, except to say that private correspondence within Sony leaked and became public. But but what's been interesting to me is the ripple effect, yes, of little projects and things that get hinted at, and things that you find out that, like... These projects that may or may not happen, at some point, it's just an email between a producer and a couple of actors, or it's Channing Tatum saying, let's do this, yeah. <laughs> you know, about Chris yeah. Pratt and him in a spin-off Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. yeah. Ch- Channing Tatum seems like just a, an excited, uh, lovable yeah. guy from, out of this. But so, so what do you think the fallout is, Ronald? I know you said you, you brought this up well, with something you wanted to talk it, about.
2: Supposedly, it has to do with Korea. Supposedly, yeah. that's Well, that was the, the first thought. Yeah, the right. first thought. Because Sony is then...
1: releasing The Interview, which is a movie that makes sport of... of the idea of killing their leader, yeah. <laughs> Kim Jong-un.
2: They threatened... And to he, didn't he
1: actually publicly say yeah, he said there'll like, be some retaliation Yeah, or basically,
2: yeah. when the trailer came out, the, the lengthy trailer came out, he was like, look, if this comes out, there will be consequences. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, uh, so conservative so least amount of data taken is 100 terabytes that's and then i've heard as much as 300 terabytes it's wow. between 100 terabytes and 300 terabytes have been taken from sony
1: and it's all correspondence or it could be scripts. no it could no be, no they're saying it's, it's scripts, anything off the hard scripts, drives films
2: unreleased films yeah released films yeah. uh that's right because films right alternate cuts of films it's it's a lot of stuff and they're
1: like annie which came out Comes out when this podcast comes yeah. out. There will be been, leaks. been on the internet for a couple of weeks now because yes,
2: yeah. there will be leaks. There will be there will be a massive amount of leaks. I have a feeling before. Christmas.
0: There's just so many questions. Like, what is that gonna do to the box office of a movie like that, see? Yeah. You know what's really funny? I was gonna say this before we recorded, but I figured I'd just shut up and say it now. hmm This mo- I don't know what I don't know where I ever signed <laughs> up for this or if they got a hold of my email address. All was, right. But every once in a while I get these emails from this company called Screen Test.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. They're
0: basically like movie surveys. Right. And I get one like maybe three times a year. Right. And this morning I actually got one and I was like, Okay, what you know, what is this about? You know, whatever. hmm and as the questioning went through, it became very apparent that that this is something that Sony hired this company okay. to get a gauge wow. for people's reaction to two things. It went from a very broad survey that I was taking about all the holiday movies mm-hmm. down to two movies: Annie and The Interview. Wow! And it was crazy because like they were asking about like my want to see it before, if I was aware of the hack, uh-huh. have I read about the hack? Interesting. Did this I want to is- see Annie? Does, does, does knowing about this hack make me not want to see any? Do I know that the movie leaked?
3: Oh, wow. Do I know
0: about North Korea's... Uh, or, you know, the whole thing with, like, the yeah, interview? Yeah. The it was really wild because somebody's obviously trying to get a gauge. When you're asking about what does this do, yeah. yeah, I think it, like... I think it scares the shit out of them right now. Yeah. Especially reading that, like, the stars of the interview have canceled pretty much everything but one of their, like, press obligations this for the movie. This is Sony's second hack, too that's
2: a for, movie that's so. getting
1: decent reviews yeah. for a comedy of its nature. I mean, yeah. And I, st- I still think it looks like... I mean, I I guess, is it still coming out on Christmas? Yeah.
0: Well, shit, that just happened. How crazy is it that we're talking about the Sony hack and the release of the interview and how it might have been affected by it, and literally the next day, one in five theaters say we're not playing it in light of the most recent threat from these Guardians of Peace. Uh, And now Sony actually saying that they are scrapping the theatrical release of this film. This is unprecedented. I mean, I know there have been a lot of movies that have been, you know, people that have, you know, kind of protested against, and certain chains have not carried it or, you know, um, not played a film. But never, I, I, not that I can recall, I have to go to my Google Gadgets to find if there's ever been a precedent like this before, um, where a movie is completely being scrapped, and it's not some random movie. This is a this is a movie. With Seth, Seth Rogen, you know, produced, you know, uh, Evan Goldberg involved, James Franco, Lizzie Kaplan. This is a big movie for Sony that they're releasing on Christmas Day that usually means that there's some confidence in something. Now, whether or not this was going to be a great movie, I doubt, because the word was is that it was funny or very funny, but not great. Um, but wow, I cannot believe this movie is not going to be in theaters on Christmas Day, not only because I had planned to see it on Christmas Day. But because when we recorded this podcast on a Tuesday evening and all this goes down on a Wednesday. As of Wednesday morning, there was supposed to be a screening of this movie Thursday night. And I'm assuming that that's not happening also, um, obviously. But I can't believe that this happened. I am hoping that they still decide to do that uh, some premium video on demand option uh, like they did with War- uh, World War Z last year. But I don't know. We'll have to see. It's, it's crazy that... I don't know like I don't want to say the studio rolled over but I guess you know there's threats and you know threats of attacking theaters and that's some scary shit so this this is kind of a point where it goes beyond just us finding out about all the dirty laundry and it becomes something where it's like people are actually being threatened and scared and that, that takes it you know out of this like you know bubble of like we can all just read these crazy emails and it becomes something where you know people are scared, you know, so, um, uh, wow, I cannot believe it, but I guess we'll see how this plays out, hopefully, hopefully it does come out on video on demand, and obviously we'll be checking it out, and, uh, we'll come back at it from that angle, but, wow, the interview is not coming out this year, holy shit.
2: Yipes, so, the cancellation of this movie because of all the threats, and I kind of feel like it's one of those things that's, uh, necessary. I mean it it seems like uh maybe it's not that serious, but I think it is. I think a threat of any sort whether it's uh you know from an anonymous source or anything, you got to be extra careful. Um there are consequences whether people believe in this or not of kind of making fun of uh people who aren't from here. You know what I mean? Like it there there's a consequence. So I think this is necessary, and shut the movie down, and we'll see it eventually. I wasn't that excited about it anyway, so um, that is my take on it. All right, bye.
1: I'm really torn about this, because on the one hand, I think it sets a really dangerous precedent to, to cancel a film, essentially. I mean, not just cancel it being released in theaters when it was to be a pretty big holiday release, but also... They've indicated that there will be no plans to release it in any other format uh, for the foreseeable future. So that includes no video on demand, no home video in terms of DVD or Blu-ray. It seems logical that eventually the film will be made available. But if it's fear of terrorism um, that is is sparking the cancellation of the film, releasing it online in any format, just invites cyber terrorism against whichever site, be it Netflix, be it Hulu, be it Amazon, whoever might host the movie. And I mean, who's to say that they won't target distribution centers for any retailers that, that retail the DVD? It seems like it's a very symbolic thing to squash this particular movie. And now the United States government is coming forward and saying it seems to have definitely been uh, 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 North Korea that was responsible for this, uh, the, these hacks in the first place. It's a really tangled situation, it starts to become more serious than just this simple free speech issue that I kind of want to make it. So yeah, on the one hand, I hate to see it happen to a movie. But on the other hand, we don't know what threats are being made behind the scenes. We don't know what kind of blackmail or what kind of personal threats are occurring. And And for that reason, it may rise to the status of a bit of national security. And it may go beyond just freedom of speech. But the the artist inside me hates to see any work of art squashed like this. And, and of course, I guess the cynic in me says, you'll see it eventually. It will somehow find a way to make its money. I would like to see the film. I thought it looked funny. But uh, it seems like there are bigger things at stake.
2: If a leader says that they will do something in retaliation of a movie, I think that people should take it pretty seriously. I think that's a little scary.
1: Yeah, but, the, but, but, but North Korea is full of these kind of like, empty threats and these guys who are full of bravado like what would be more important to kim jong-un would be his people seeing him make that statement
2: yeah the ripple effect that it could create even if it's like a an imposter that's you know it's it's still a bit strange that they aren't being a a little more vigilant about it i don't know because people get killed for less things you know it's a little scary when
1: you think about how much money is on the line have i just sort of read into this that sony's like on the bubble anyway or is it that that they're doing okay, they're pretty solvent because I know they've had a couple of big movies this year, haven't they? I mean, but they're not. They're not. I guess what I'm saying is like their big franchise is the Spider-Man franchise, yeah. and that has not worked out as it well as they want. Oh, wanted. can
2: we talk about that too? Well, oh. just to, just to, just to finish that yeah. thought, like, bubblegum. But, but, but
1: there are so many movies that seem like they could be affected by this just in their pipeline. It's yeah. like rather than what it does to movies now or a movie like Annie, which I mean, I don't know, yeah, who's going to go you know, see that movie versus downloading it or or whatever if it's even still available? But um. Yeah, what's it going to do to that slate of films that just people knowing what your development is going... Like what that process is and what you've got Mm -hmm. in the pipeline. It seems like that is where the real damage could be done. And then also all the bridges being burned by these you know, stars, whether they know it or not, hearing how they're referred to behind their backs.
2: I think that what people have... I mean, this is what's kind of... Movies and everything that we do has kind of taught me that when something is announced, it's already in development. It's already... 50% 50% done. It's already 60% done and coming out within a year's time or a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to find out about a lot of stuff. We're going to hear about a lot of shitty things that people are saying. The Kevin Hart thing was a little strange. They called him a whore and all that stuff. There's like a bunch of... He, he released this crazy really uh, uh, heavy like tweet duty.
1: that was like, Sort of egotistical. I mean, I guess he deserves Hell, the yeah. right to defend himself, but it was yeah. very much like I'm, I, I am a brand, and I am in control yeah. of my brand. Yeah. I mean, I guess he he has every reason to want to say that, but still, it was sort of like a very pompous response to yeah. Yeah. to that thing, which is like, I mean, again, I thought that calling someone a whore seemed like getting off a little bit light compared to like the spoiled <laughs> brat who no one's gonna tell her to her face. Yeah, uh, know, Angelina
0: Jolie that, stuff. That Kevin Hart thing is. Oh, that I mean, stuff he, a- he seems like a whore to me. He does I a mean, lot like, of shit. Like I feel like he's hot, I and mean, if you look at what's on his slate coming up, it's mm-hmm. like anything.
2: Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like I wish that he would be a little more picky.
0: I mean, him as an artist, sure. Like you could criticize that, but I just feel like what they're saying in that email exchange specifically, I couldn't agree more with them. Like you know, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you're just- talking about a star who's very hot, who you're paying a lot of money to be in a movie who doesn't want to promote that movie unless you pay them more. Yeah. Okay, so let's call that bluff. We're not going to pay you to do mm-hmm. that. You're not going to promote it. Mm-hmm. Your core followers, your audience, your demo is not going to see this movie, and then you're not going to be worth as much. So, I mean, yeah. like, so so, it's a horrible precedent to set. And, I mean, I, I don't know if they ever did call the bluff or if they ended up paying him or what they did. Because yeah. I think they were talking that it was, like, for Think Like a Man too, mm. which actually I think did okay at the box yeah, did office. did really well. But, I mean, it's like... What, like that kind of the kind of that kind of star. If that's who th- I mean I'm sure these executives and these producers are are, are, are dickholes as well. Right. But like hearing that about a star, it's like come on. Like you've cultivated this brand that you're you're tweeting out about. Yeah. Why would you not promote a movie that your name is all over? I don't understand. Without what, asking for more well, money. Yeah.
1: what the, I, I guess really what's strange about it and I'm not trying to get away from your mm-hmm. point of like what the specifics of that uh, situation are, but I think the, the the biggest thing is that we know about this at all is is what's so strange. It's like this is going on all the time, and every like George Clooney, you know, uh, is 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 gets mentioned a couple times, and it's in a like no one's bulletproof in this, in yeah, this industry. everybody. Like no one is, no one has respect really behind their back, and the producers really do talk about the talent as they say, you know, in a in a very disparaging way. So yeah, yeah it is kind of like no one comes out of that looking particularly good. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, and I, I think Kevin Hart might be one of the people who. Again, I think his reaction just feels so uh, over the top compared to. I mean, I don't know how many other people have had right. really crazy reactions. I know that like uh, Zoe Saldana post like tweeted something that got you know retweeted a bunch, and then oh. Mark Ruffalo did. But I don't know if those people were specifically named or or dinged. I, I think know. they were just speaking yeah. out on behalf of like, yeah, now you know what it's like to be. If you're an basically, they were saying if you're an actor in this industry, you're still a creative person dealing with assholes all no the time. Yeah. And if you're a director or a writer, you're still a creative person dealing with sharks and assholes yeah. all the time. I, uh, so I find that fascinating, but I think that it is kind of it's hard for me to feel sorry for. An actor or an actress who's getting paid so much, yeah, it's it's just weird. I mean, it's like it's like Ari, what's his name, Ari Gold on Entourage. Yeah. It's like that way that he, you know, the way that he could hate somebody or seem to hate somebody but still work out a deal that really worked out for them. Yeah. Totally, it's like that. I guess that impression is not false at all. Not that I ever thought it was false, but yeah, it just I, seems like a very scary place to work. And I feel like yeah. everyone's got to be covering their asses now. I, well, here's what I wonder: is what's the fallout going to be for other people who have? dirty laundry i mean is it going to be now almost like blackmail material that you have this email history you have this it's, this well, text history do you know what i mean like
2: it's it's it's, it's emails, crazy we, it's, like ima-
1: like let's all stop and think about our own lives yeah. and the shit that we text back and forth behind people's yeah. backs that we don't mean in a, in a bad way it's just blowing off steam or it's yeah. you know what i mean imagine if all that stuff became public
2: well like, it's a lot bigger at this point than emails at this well it's social security numbers yeah of employees um scripts that are probably going to leak like, it's, it's a lot of stuff. And this like, I, I don't know, it's the second time that this has happened within maybe two years that Sony's gotten hacked. Mm-hmm. First was, like, the Sony network, which also led to, like, Sony employees mm-hmm. on the gaming side. And then the, the studio, it's right. fucking, they're in, they're in a shitty place. Yeah, there
0: was a bunch of talk about that
2: Untitled Cameron Crowe
0: project. Right. Which I find really interesting. Like, that's the kind of, like, that's the kind of stuff I, like just die to find out right right. like testing and like what they really feel about a movie Mm. and you know talking about cameron crowe saying that he wants to direct uh, well i forget what even even movie it was do you Mm -hmm. remember was it so what was it oh shit now i'm blanking out but they were talking about this untitled movie that uh rachel McAdams, bradley cooper's in i think emma stone is in Mm -hmm. and about like how it's tested so poorly on the on the right and the left coast and like we're, this movie's got a lot of money. At least they can market stars. But the and like they were talking about the demos of, of the screenings. Like the people in California. Basically, they were saying we're uneducated, so they liked the movie more. Oh, and like shit. I'm just like, oh my god! Like this That's movie, they... this movie, like this movies. They're testing these movies this far in advance, yeah. and like they're and, and it and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But it's basically what they're saying. Yeah. Like saying the camera crew like basically didn't change anything. Scott Rudin wasn't on the set to actually produce this movie. It's just like finding those little juice. Like it's, a lot of this is juice, but I mean right. that kind of yeah. thing. Like, well, every, this movie, movie, that ever is done out, every movie that ever came out, every movie that ever came out,
1: they've had that kind of melodrama going on behind it, and you just you don't know it, exactly. yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: and, these and are the movies, I mean, movies
1: that we love now, and the oh. critics love, like the studio <clears> people would be like, yeah, that was a great film, but I would never want to work with that exactly. sucker again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. you know? right. Wow. I mean, I don't know if
0: this movie's dead, but I mean, yeah, like yeah. you know, when they test these movies, they test. For a reason. Yeah. And not oh, that yeah. it's always Absolutely. 100% true, but I mean, they they do it because it, it works. The testing works, you know, in a lot of ways. And they can tweak movies. They can do reshoots. They, it happens all the time. Um, But, it, you know, that's the kind of juice from this whole thing that I want to squeeze because I love hearing that kind of stuff. No, the, yeah, yeah, Especially I'm, I'm when, when, always... when, I, when I like a lot of Cameron Crowe films, not all, but, you know, and, and you have huge stars. Like, basically, they're, they're just talking about them like... Like, they're pieces, you know, like they're, mm-hmm. they're nothing, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, there was like one line, like, I'm never touching a movie again that doesn't have a finished script, Yeah, is what she says in that email exchange. Yeah. I mean... Well, it might be true that Angelina Jolie does not
1: need to spend however many, 40 million yeah. on a Cleopatra movie, Re- yeah. that David Fincher doesn't need to be holding himself uh, off of other projects. I mean, it's like, th- that's, that. it's like, it may, it's anti-creative, but it also seems like I could see someone saying, this is ridiculous, this is never going to work. Um, I mean, they... they it's just the coarseness of it, and the the. I mean, they they were caught with their pants down, and it's it's like you would hate to be the people who, yeah. Scott Rudin and Amy Pascal. You would hate to be the people who, who just became the poster children for you know, talking smack about people behind their backs. But right. it does seem like their careers would have to be ruined at this point, right?
2: I mean, like maybe I, I don't understand st- how I don't, don't, know. Know. don't understand
1: how bad it really is or, or I guess not. I
2: because mean, I, I mean that they I mean, I I don't it. know if they give a shit. I well, mean Well they, they don't, I, yeah. but I'm
1: just saying I wonder who's you know, like it's at what point does it dry up? Like, even if everyone does it, I wonder at what point people say, Well, but we still know you said this and we still know you said this and we yeah. still know you said But I bet a lot of those people I mean I'm trying to think of who comes out looking bad. I know Joel McKell wanted a discount on a television. That that was a headline. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, That's so funny.
1: It's funny, but I don't understand. Like, I, I read that email, and I was just like, "What a strange thing yeah. for it to become public." But I didn't see it as a lot of people were publicizing it. Like, Joel McHale, he's he's just like you and me. He's but it's like, no, he's still a guy who wants a sixty-five inch television, and he's trying to get fifteen hundred off <laughs> yeah. of a television right. that he's buying for sixty-five hundred or so. I don't know. It just seemed to me like I still don't relate to that guy. Yeah. But at the same time, it is funny to think like. You know, you'd be like, uh, "What about that employee discount that I was promised on the television?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I haven't. I mean, I I feel like we're gonna hear more and more. Oh, and it's like so much. Oh, they, they have, if, have. I'm so assuming much that whoever has the hack, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, whoever oh. whoever has it, minimum 100 terabytes, minimum 100. terabytes. So yeah, they're just gonna that's roll it out. Bonkers. Are they just gonna slowly? Is this gonna be like a slow leak? They're just gonna. Yeah, it's gonna keep coming out and keep coming out. And, and I, I'm I'm very curious to see how this is going. to shake up. It's I feel like it's already shaking things up a little bit. Well,
1: I mean, other companies have to be
0: scrambling like crazy now to make sure that everything is locked down. Yeah. All this is is just entertainment. I mean, like yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy that you know there's so much information. I mean, when you parse through everything, there's pretty much a story about everybody that yeah. you follow. You know, like there was the one about like, uh, Apatow being like pissed about um. Sony putting Adam Sandler's movie that Pixels movie on the same date that he has that uh, Amy Schumer film coming out Uh, and like basically saying like Adam and I are friends like I've mm -hmm. never put my movies against his I've done movies that he's in like why would you guys do this like it's it's, you know just like John first said it's just it's really interesting the relationship between these directors filmmakers stars and the studio people Mm -hmm. you know like the business versus the quote unquote art you know what I mean it's just like this is a lot. how how casual the conversations are blows me away. Like yeah. I talk over email all the time with work at work with coworkers yeah. with my bosses with my coworkers with people that are newer than me or not really under me but you know lower on the pole. And you know, I feel like there's a casual nature to it, but this is like That's beyond. crazy. This is beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is like a shorthand that like just <laughs> it just seems so like but it's also, shitty. It, w- uh-huh. But yeah,
1: it's also like it's very it's like it's shorthand but it's also so cynical. Yeah.
0: And it just feels like
1: everybody's name is... I mean, you know, I kind of always assumed it was that way, that, like, your name is Mud when you leave the room. And we've all been in situations like that to some extent. Uh, Yeah, definitely. But it's crazy to think that they're sitting there with all this money and all this power and all this stress and that that's how they function is by just... (sighs)
0: totally shitting on people well, it it's so like weird
1: I, I just see i didn't see anything in there that was like wow this surprising reveal of how much he loves this project yeah <laughs> there was no maybe i mean i'm sure there's stuff in there where people are really pushing for things but it really just seemed like a pissing match it didn't seem like the projects that were being talked about really were were being talked about as as movies They were being talked about as like you owe me this, and if you don't do this for me, then you, you won't be able to, you know, this actor or this director won't be able to work with our studio right. after this. It was very, it didn't seem to have anything to do with the, you know, I mean, I guess I'm going to sound incredibly naive, but it didn't seem to have anything to do with, like, the love of cinema or the love of movies yeah, or yeah. the thrill of doing this stuff. And I guess it wouldn't to those people, but... It's the
2: business, John. It's weird how... And this transparency, I don't think we've ever had. Like, we've we've had it for a lot of other things, but never had it quite with... You hear... You you, you hear about it. It's uh, like rumors. There's been,
1: like, you know, books. I was about to say, what happens is, after, like, Bonfire of the Vanities, a movie comes out that's like a famous, uh, you know, misfire, and then 10 years later, 20 years later, someone writes this painstaking book that goes through it. Something recently, I couldn't remember what movie it was, but that has had, like, a really crazy development history, and someone was saying... I can't wait to read the... They may have been talking about uh, New Star Wars. Okay. Just saying they can't wait. But I can't... I don't think that was it. But it was something... Oh, where they shit on... Was,
2: somebody shit on Star Wars. There was somebody something, where, something where
1: people were moving on and off the project. Um, well, it was casting. Some people okay. didn't like yeah, the casting. Yeah, somebody didn't like the casting. Like, David Fincher didn't like the casting of... Um, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah. thought that was a disaster. Like,
0: well,
2: how would they... <laughs> Uh, but so-
1: but anyway, like th- uh, it was it was something where someone said, "I can't wait to read the book about this in ten years." And I was like, yeah, Sometimes you go, "I do want to know what happened." Like you want to know yeah. what really caused someone to leave a project. Oh, I think they were talking about Ant Man. It may have been. Oh, the thing. okay. Someone gotcha. was saying they really wanted to hear the 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 true behind the scenes story of like why Edgar Wright left and what the, you know, why they were able to keep so many quality people and yet not work with him. <laughs> not work with him. But um, no, it's uh, it's. I mean, if you're a movie buff. This kind of stuff is, like you said, Steve. It's a little bit scrumptious yeah. at the same time as being awful, and and really just showing how how you know once again how venal people can be, and also how the 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 ease of communicating in this manner it does it does kind of trick you into thinking you're having private conversations when you're when yeah. you're really not.
2: Yeah. Interesting stuff.
1: Luckily, nobody cares enough about what I have said to to you know my dirty laundry would be.
2: I mean, like there'd be some
0: people that would be hurt, but uh,
1: you'd have to dig really deep to find those people. Did you see that
0: Brad Pitt's email handle? Did you Did you see that? No. There was something about like Jennifer Lawrence and hit like this is just the fun part of it. Uh, like her email address or her her email handle was like peanut Butt. yeah and, and Brad Pitt like signs his emails as BP McWee. <laughs> Just like stupid like silly shit like that, but it's funny. I, I think this is amazing. I yeah. mean like it's, yeah. it's, it's horrible, but it's amazing because yeah. it takes some of the for, I guess people that don't want to know this kind of stuff probably wouldn't necessarily worry about seeking this out you know to, to find out these like horrible things happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's amazing just to be able to get a glimpse into it. It, Not that it's related to this hack, but it was funny. I was listening to an article. I mean, I was listening to a podcast last week. Wow, never mind. I was listening to Sirius XM Radio last week. (laughs) EW had a town hall with Ridley Scott and Christian Bale and uh, Joel Edgerton from the Exodus, Gods and Kings film. Mm -hmm. And it was just a little piece I caught. And it was talking about um, the moderator asked a question of, of the two actors, like, You know, this tried and true conversation about actors that were considered for roles that passed on them and who ended up getting that role. Mm -hmm. And he was asking them to disclose roles that they were offered but declined and who, you know, what their reasons were. Mm -hmm. And both of them, in in essence, declined to answer it, Mm. to say, like, you know, I don't want to say them because, you know, I don't want to make anybody feel like the actor that they went to after me, like, was inferior to me or anything like that you know like they i passed so they went to their second choice they were like Mm -hmm. that's not the case at all but joe edgerton went on this really good tangent that i found really interesting and it kind of loops back to the some of these email conversations which is just strictly talking about how like when he came into the states because he's an australian actor you know and got really into the hollywood piece of filmmaking and business he had no idea what the business side was like Mm. you know and when he started getting roles for movies that people had passed on he was talking about it from the other way where somebody had passed and he'd come into a couple roles and he's like there there were like little things like where he would like notice that like the the costume or like the wardrobe didn't fit him because they didn't they didn't care to adjust things to him because he was like the next guy down Mm -hmm. you know which is really wild thinking about now because he's a pretty big star now right but um and just like even hearing somebody like that talk, he's been really an it guy for only like the really last two or three years. And hearing him talk about how <clears throat> how, um, how just like smacked in the face he was at times by the business side, it, it's a lot of what we're getting access to in mm-hmm. these emails, how they talk about people. And that's what he was saying. He's like, it's called the movie business. He's like, I really only care about the movie side, but coming over to the states and being in big movies like you talked about, The Great Gatsby and uh, Warrior, and like the the first few big films he had stateside, he's like, it was pretty quick that I realized that I had no clue what was going on <clears throat> behind closed doors, which mm. is th- what this right, what this shows us, mm-hmm. wow. and hearing that like last week, and then re- you know, I'd already read a lot of these emails, but even what's come out since then, it's like the dude hit it on the head like that that is exactly what we're hearing what yeah. what we're reading what we're being told now and sony's one studio but i mean you know it happens i'm sure everywhere there's no doubt in my mind yeah. but you know it's kind of like perspective like a lot of people are tweeting about it like stars or after kevin hart did he mm-hmm. was like one of the first ones to really respond to it but and he wasn't even talking about it in context of this sony hack but it's got to relate i mean he's talking yeah. you know he's talking about these conversations happening yeah. like these business deals like Amy Pascal and Scott Rudin talking about the Jobs movie and the Cleopatra film and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <clears throat> some of the conversations about the writers and directors for the upcoming Star Wars films and just talking shit about the writers of the guy that did uh, After Earth, apparently is supposed to be writing the one that Gareth Evans is directing or one of the ones that yeah, he's yeah, directing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I can't remember if it was... Is he directing one of the, like...
0: Standalone films. I don't think he's doing one of the numbered ones. No, I think Ryan Johnson is doing the numbered ones. He's doing the next two, right? Yeah. Okay. I think he's at the standalone yeah. one, and Josh Trank has. I guess they won't one. actually be numbered by the
1: time they come out, but
0: yeah, they referred to them in the email. I think as eight and nine. Eight and nine. Yeah. But just like they called
1: this one seven until they announced. Uh, right. Right. Force it's Awakens.
0: just I don't know, man. It's just like, no, it's crazy. Uh, it's timely to hear that that he, a, a pretty big actor in my eyes, actor that I really like in a lot of films that he's in just be so honest, you know, in a town hall on a radio show that like mm. tons of people hear, he's just like he basically was saying like fuck the business, you know, yeah. like I don't like the business, like which is why I'm not going to sit here and tell you about what movies I was offered that I turned down cuz I that that's bullshit to me. Like I turned them down for reasons that have nothing to do with them going on to the next guy or me not liking the project. You know, there's tons of reasons why people say yes or no to things. Mm-hmm. But what what a studio might say was my reason is not actually the case. you know. Yeah. I think anything is that way, though. Everything is, yeah.
1: you know, the truth is so nebulous. Like, if we yeah. had a discussion about something in a disagreement, by the time you got home, we both would have started to develop a slightly different narrative Absolutely. of what yeah. happened in that moment. So all these people that are acting, again, what I was talking about with the power, they have the power to make these decisions and totally. to move these things around, but like they're just as petty mm-hmm. and as, as likely to be wrong or as to be right, and, and yeah.
2: I, I think that the arrogance to think that you know the formula to make things work is a little weird sometimes because I feel like oh, it's, it's so from true. case to case like it's a, like you can't guess what... you know you you have you have an idea but like okay so for there's example there's definitely a
0: framework there's a framework yeah.
2: absolutely yeah. I was listening to uh, Louis C K talk about making Pootie Tang and how like he had an idea about the movie <laughs> whether this movie was shitty or not right mm-hmm. they took his movie they. Chopped it up, they did a year of re- reshoots, and then it became a totally different movie. Right? Who's to say that the original version wouldn't be that bad? I mean, they only spent three million dollars in, in comparison to like you know, they're blowing 20 million dollars on a lot of budgets and stuff like sure. that. But three million dollars isn't really a risk. I gotta they say, Ronald, they're not up.
1: even really blowing 20 million on that many movies anymore. The movies that get money blown on them now are getting like 200, plus. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's like there are movies that cost nothing, and then movies that cost. More than you can imagine. A
2: romantic comedy is $20 million yeah. at this point. Right. You know what, what i a mean? Small like, that's, that's a Hollywood small film. Yeah, it's crazy. So and they
1: say they don't make those as much anymore. Right. I don't know. I haven't heard, like, I don't know if that's still true.
2: So I guess it's a little strange that, you know, you hear these cases of people, like, having their work kind of destroyed and then it comes out and then it's not, doesn't it get the critical acclaim. Like, mm-hmm. why not just try the original edit and see, you
1: know? I don't know. It does seem like some people really know how to kind of work within the system and still make a personal thing. Yeah. And other people, it seems like they would be at odds with the system the whole time they'd be working within that system. Yeah. you know. And I guess, I don't know. I, it's interesting. I wonder if it's that the group that's releasing this information is going to slowly dole it out based on some kind of like, we know we've got some bombshells, or is it going to be based right. around we've got scripts and we've got things that, look, you know, maybe they've got a, a name of a movie. There's a movie called raw edge or whatever <laughs> they don't know what it is yet until in a month from now <clears throat> sony announces we're working on raw edge you know and then they yep. go oh yeah. that that first draft we've got is that movie that they're doing for 2016 now we can leak that script now we can leak the the, the casting notes this, whatever
2: this could go on for a long right. time yeah unless they just i mean it's, it's <laughs> they won't scrap any. It, well, i feel like they won't scrap everything for that reason but still it's a it's risky like some things could get out about the movies that they don't want to get out well,
1: I have a feeling we'll be coming back to this. Oh yeah, some absolutely. Point. But I'm going to make it easy for you guys. I don't think I've seen any of the big recent movies. Oh. So I was going to say, like maybe I could just ask you guys a question right here and now. I don't even know if all these movies have been covered by the podcast. But mm-hmm. if we're going to move on to talking about some movies, um, if I were going to spend my my hard earned movie dollars,
3: mm-hmm.
1: would I go see would I go see Exodus? Would I go see uh, uh, Hunger Games three? Whatever that one's called, Hunger Games 3, part Uh, (laughs) 1. 3.1. Would I go see uh, top five?
2: Top five, absolutely. Of those three, have you seen all three? no I've seen top five in Hunger Games and what have you seen Steve all three
0: I've seen top five Hunger Games what was the other one Exodus I've not seen Exodus okay so no one has we,
1: no. we, did, we didn't cover the bible
2: it's been panned though I mean I feel like at this point the whitewashed uh, yeah. movie yeah that's, that's, how, that's why we I were f- about to talk about movies we'd seen and now we're about to talk that's why I movie fear Cleopatra like the idea that like this could take place oh yeah no one well. needs to make people that are now. clearly brown and they just make them white is weird it's like, it's like if you told my story and then like bradley cooper played me like what, what the
1: fuck like ronald what do you think i've been doing these past couple years except studying you to play you eventually so in a strange
2: film? man that that movie just in principle is fucking retarded well i mean i mean, I mean like like i don't yeah
1: we should we should have a, a jar where you have to put five dollars in if you say retarded, <laughs> retarded. Now, i don't did. mean to say um but no i i think ridley scott is just such a great director that it sucks that he wouldn't have the i mean i guess he's made a lot of schlock in recent years yeah but like I would love to have seen him make the choice, just the easy choice. It seems to me to say, "Let's cast Middle Eastern people." Yes, yeah, so- like you know how many, you know what kind of publicity you could have generated off of that. I mean, not to say that's the reason you do it, but yeah. I'm just saying, like the fact that when they when. The argument, I have not heard the reason, but I know there was a lot of of headlines around that. You just spray
2: tan some white people? Yeah. I think it's a
1: bad time to be caught doing that, too. Yeah, is. We've got a lot going on in our culture right now that makes decisions (laughs) like that seem like they're really tone deaf. Yeah. It's not so much that it's racist, it just seems like it's tone deaf. Yeah. And I think maybe he is is old and he is out of touch. Seems a bit out of touch. So, yeah. Well, Exodus, so we haven't seen that one. But you would say top five between that and Hunger Games.
2: Oh yeah. because
1: I came out of Catching Fire last year excited for the next Hunger Games movie, but by the time I had a chance to see this one, mm-hmm. I feel like the air had already kind of left the room, and I had heard that it was you know that it felt like the first half of a movie. It didn't feel like a whole statement. It, totally. Yeah. I opinion. mean, I
2: mean, well, it's a it's a part of a bigger movie. I mean, like I I think that the 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 thing is this one felt a little more it's less it's less of what it what the last one was and this one feels more like a war sort of situation because it is like yeah. it's the tone is different it's about um us against them and how evil is is the 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 darker side of of this society and what, what they're willing to do to prove their point and that that those are bigger issues and kind of timely in a way. Like Well do you think there's any benefit
1: to it being split in half?
2: No. I think it could have been one three hour movie. If they're gonna if they, if they're Absolutely. gonna go if they're gonna go to a crazy route and, and fucking make it epic. Make it three hours, make it like jam it in, have it be resolved. I don't I don't understand the point of one other movie. Although this one felt good. It felt like a good movie. It felt like but it did feel like a a, a fraction of a movie. That could have been one three-hour movie that would have been solid. I would have accepted it. So, I don't know. What do you? How do you feel, Steve?
0: Yeah, I, I was basically right with you when, when I left Catching Fire. Like, I was stoked on what mm-hmm. was coming up for Hunger Games. Because I like, saw the first one I wanted film. to be Katniss Everdeen for yeah, Halloween. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I, I liked the first movie enough that I saw Catching Fire. But mm-hmm. Catching Fire was really good. And uh, I, I just felt like this movie was a lot, a lot, uh, a lot, uh, what do you call are you say a lot of fooey. No. <laughs> I'm like, it's just, it, well, maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe Fooey's is the right word. Can I don't, we add that to our rating system? A lot of fooey. Like, I don't, it just, it just, uh. I don't know where it fits. Shit, me. what's the right word? I mean, in, in essence, I'm trying to say that it, it's a cash grab. Like, mm. you know, it's like we have the biggest female star. You mean star. dividing it up into two yes. is a cash grab. Yeah, yeah, like this movie itself. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't just make one movie. Like, you have the big, you know, well, I guess I do know. If I, if I call it a cash grab, it's the sense that you have the biggest female star out there right now. And How did you feel when Harry Potter split it into? That works, I thought, because I what, felt like each... What made that
1: different? In I mind. felt
0: like each of those two films had a final moment, mm. and it felt very, like, it, the separation felt natural in those movies. There was a climax in both films. You know, with Deathly Hallows Part 1, there was a task, you know, as a part of a greater, you know, effort... And they reached that, you know, with consequences and it felt like it had that cliffhanger moment, but it felt resolved. There may have been an attempt
1: to let's get I mean, there's somebody somewhere, based on what we were just saying earlier. Some someone in an office somewhere yeah. was happy to make more money.
0: Oh, no doubt. But I
1: mean, but it was a valid creative decision in a sense, because those books were so long, yeah. they always had to cut a lot to squeeze them down into a two and a half hour movie anyway. So yes. I think as a fan of the books which i'm like a semi you know like i i did the audiobook so i was like Mm. privy to all that stuff right it was i was like oh it makes sense to have done that with harry potter because there's so much information that they would have had to have cut yes um in that case it it was like oh for the set for the last one we actually left in all the details that normally would have gotten cut out to make it Mm -hmm. into one movie Mm -hmm. so in that sense yes i think that it kind of worked but it did still seem like the reason i kind of compared the two is because there still was that element of the studio really wants another year and a half or two of a Harry Potter movie on the horizon yeah. on the slate to hype and everything else. But yep. So is there not another one that's been done this way? Like, is uh, Twilight, they did it with Twilight? Twilight. Um, maybe with the Divergent series, they're just going to go ahead and collapse all of them into do, one. I feel like those movies, are, <laughs> I, I don't feel like
0: those, that's anywhere near as... Epic as, as, as is, successful yeah, as, as these. Maybe. I don't know. It's not... I don't think it's like a bad... I didn't think it was like a bad movie, but, you know, the 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 ramp i was going up the ramp for mm-hmm. this, this series and i feel like i kind of just plateaued yeah just kind of hung out and um but there was a it, it, it just felt when that movie ended that there was there's no reason to end that film there you know yeah there was, there's so much there's so many scenes in that movie it just like just redundant exposition of like oh she's she's not sure if she wants to do this She's not sure if she wants to be the Mockingjay. Like, there's like four or five scenes. You it's know like, what they call that? Get, get what? In the yeah. hero's journey.
1: What? Like, you know, the cheesy yeah. hero's journey that everybody... Mm-hmm. Like, everyone pretends it's the basis of great storytelling, but it really would be boring if everybody stuck to it. Yeah. But that's called the refusal of the call. Yeah, like, right. call action, the it's, refusal. And it's part uh, of the thing. And it's the it it's like the most boring yeah. story beat in any of these movies where you know someone's eventually going to do the thing that is exactly. the plot of the movie. Yeah. When they act like, you know, like, sometimes it makes sense, but other times it's just... It's just
0: yeah, and it, yeah. So the well, fact there's that- like four of those scenes in this film, <laughs> you know, where I'm just like, couldn't you have? We, we could have probably put the other parts of this book into this one movie, and mm-hmm. it could have been almost like a three-hour movie. Yeah. But you know, whatever. It, it's fans of the series, they 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 loved it. I mean, they're gonna eat it up. It, it's 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 not, bad. not. It's not bad. It's not very. It's not great. It's not as good as Catching Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it also didn't perform as well as Catching Fire, and it is not performing as well mm. as Catching Fire, which is interesting. Um, but. You know, I'd still say go ahead and see it or yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I still give it my go ahead. <laughs> Cuz you know, I'm 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 into the series at this point. Yeah. Um and I think Jennifer Lawrence is great in it. I mean, I think she's really good in all these Hunger Games films. Well, do you think that one of the reasons why Catching Fire works
1: so well and why it was such a huge hit is she was kind of having her sort of McConaughey moment yeah. at that time like she yeah. was like in it's like she's still great but we're all used to her now. It's funny how that works with yeah. actors. Yeah. But, like, she's almost kind of to that point of being kind of overexposed in a, yep. in a nice way. I mean, she's been, you know, she's been the, the good thing about a bunch of movies. But, yeah. So why would you pick Top 5 over? Uh, like, you said that before we got into...
2: Oh, uh, Top 5 games. just feels like it's refreshing in a lot of ways. Like, I, I, I think that... See, I've never thought Chris Rock was a particularly good actor or director. Well, that's what makes this movie pretty interesting. But Is you can there? understand
1: why my trepidation when I heard it was a movie about Chris Rock playing a comedic actor who wants to become more serious and more dramatic and it was like yeah. i was and the first trailer i saw it was like the last thing in the world that i want is more dramas with chris rock in them you know what i mean so it was an odd <laughs> thing but th- then as it got closer to release and i heard more and more about how funny it was i was like oh maybe chris rock finally hit the the formula of yeah. how to bring his comedy because he's always been kind of like if you hear him talk in interviews and stuff, he's, he's he's much more interested in being like the black Woody Allen than yeah. he is in doing like That's s- so called yeah. urban and films it's... or whatever, you know? And I find that it's if that's actually if it's actually as funny as I've been hearing, I'm like a thousand percent more interested than i was it, when i just it thought it is. is it a self-serving movie where chris rock like no. bemoans not being taken seriously as an actor no, because i don't, I don't take so. him seriously as an actor at all i think no. he's brilliant but i don't think he's a great I, actor.
2: i think that it it knows his limitations as an actor so a lot of it is him kind of reacting to great actors yeah you know mm-hmm. what i mean like which is okay which is okay it's like uh kind of way that keanu reeves is cast like no offense to him, but I think that the directors have noticed mm-hmm. that he is good in a certain lane. It's like he's a, he's a little more reactive than, like, say, like a Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt, you, you'll see him in the middle of scene, like, oh! You know, kind of being himself and exuding all this energy, whereas um, Keanu Reeves is more reactive. Yeah. And I think that Chris Rock is cast that way. So imagine, you know, Funny People is three hours of Whatever funny people was. This is a short. <laughs> this is a shortened version of a good version of that movie. What what that movie should have been in a lot of ways. It 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 doesn't harp on things for too long. the The story moves along pretty quickly. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but it does have some serious moments. I I, I loved it. And and the anchor in all of it is Rosario Dawson. Absolutely. Like that. That's that's what that's what it had to have. Have like I, I've been noticing that a lot of funny movies that I like have an anchor. Like it's it's like the the sort of like sort of like Conan O'Brien and Andy. Like Andy sometimes is his anchor. Like he's that. Like as funny as both of those them are. Andy is kind of like the mm, he's like
1: of. unflappable and he doesn't. He's, yeah, yeah. He keeps it. Yeah.
2: She 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 anchors. The, the absurdity of this movie because it is upset it has some p- moments that get a little crazy like it goes off the the rails a little bit and there's the central story between the two of them is what brings it kind of along i don't it also
0: it also dilutes a little bit of the concern that you you said having gone like <laughs> Thinking about seeing this film, like, mm. do I? I don't know that I want to see Chris Rock like being trying to be a dramatic guy, right? Talking about being. Do you understand a at all what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and do you understand
1: what I mean about how like self serving that could could seem like yeah. if, if, it, if it were less of a comedy? I guess if it really yeah. were like, like, no. T- but it sounds I, like it's more like him commenting on on uh, his role that less than it is like trying to make a statement and do something i mean obviously no, this is a big thing yeah. for him though but it, obviously this is like a big you know deal for what him. this movie is you okay. know what this movie
0: is yeah okay good. You, you have it
1: good
2: yeah
0: definitely go um, see i it. actually do want to see it's really it, good yeah. it's really good. it's great actually and uh it might
2: be in my top 10 this year it
0: might, it might squeak into mine as well yeah it's, i actually it. saw it twice
2: what yeah i want to see it again i gotta
0: tell you right now i saw it a second time and he
2: was there you were oh, in H- it, you, you were in of town you were in the rotunda yep yeah. Fucking by, by arrangement or
1: by you just happened to go to that one and no, then he was there. No, by, by arrangement. Oh my
0: god, yeah. you went he was the... there for literally like five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. Still, wasn't was he doing, doing cool five though? cities every day? Yeah, he was doing. So it's five... like it was yeah, cool that he was exactly. here, but
1: then when I heard it was like he did five
0: cities in a day, I was then like, oh, a... that's cool. But it was you know they also had yeah, the he same did, headlines. He, he did in... some like promo with a radio station where they he had like lunch with some yeah, the Cafe Han. he came and introed the film at the rotunda. You It was it was he was literally in the theater for like a minute, like like literally in a minute, but. Just seemed like a nice guy. Oh, he's um, having a he moment, He right like now a really too. nice guy. Like the, well, all the and quotes and all the interviews,
1: he's his been articles
2: doing, have been. Have you read any of his yeah, articles, Steve? Yeah. They're fucking magical, almost. Like, yeah. well,
1: it's interesting that he couldn't have planned having a movie to, to hype when all this other shit was going on. <laughs> yeah. But Cheers. there's n- never been more topical material that's more perfect for his Headwalk. wheelhouse because yeah. what you might have thought. He seemed a little extreme. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If someone was going oh, to object yeah. to his comedy before, they might have said, he yeah. seems like he's drawing some lines and he's being kind of divisive. It's like, well, now yeah. that doesn't sound as divisive as it sounds like just truth to yeah. a certain extent. So it's really interesting. Th- th-
2: this movie does something really cool, too. Like, I, I, although, although there are some black people and there are some white people in this movie, this movie really doesn't do one of those things where it's like white people do this, black people do that and and like it surely he points out the idea that someone is white in this movie obviously yeah. but i think that it's just him in this world which i really really like and it feels less of his story and honestly more of like Adam Sandler's story mm-hmm. like the way that Adam Sandler kind of took on these shitty 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 movies and kind of
1: well Chris Rock doesn't certainly doesn't have the sort of career that he seems to be spoofing because he yeah, hasn't had yeah. that kind of huge right. success like right. in a goofy comedy the way that it yeah. suggests. So clearly, yeah, I should have taken that cue that he's not really playing himself. No, he's playing no, playing a certain no, it's, type it's, of actor. It's, it's,
2: it's more like yeah,
1: and you, you know so you said it's shorter or than Eddie Funny Murphy-ish. People. It's shorter than Funny People. It's more to the point than Funny People, and yeah. it has Cedric the Entertainer, which makes any anything and some funnier. surprises <laughs> that w-
2: that are so good. So yeah. yeah, some really.
1: I love the coat hanger bit. I mean, that's from the trailer, but where he's in the hotel room and yeah. he's like they got that <laughs> kind. Of... <laughs>
0: yeah. His
1: he, his he's, role he's are... in
0: two scenes and yeah. he is fucking
2: hilarious. He, he's Man. one of
1: those guys whose delivery is like, just like on audience
0: point, audience yeah. reaction wise, mm-hmm. like probably the some of the most laugh out loud parts yeah. of the yeah. film.
2: He, he steals the movie, like that's... no
0: scene. I think Rosario Dawson steals the film. Yeah, I mean, overall. like comedically, but, but, but comedically, oh, oh comedically, oh. It. Rosario
2: it. Dawson, man.
0: But yeah, I was I... say Rosario allows to get back what I was saying about the diluting Chris Rock that that perception of what this movie is. Mm-hmm. I think her role, her character, her performance is what really distracts you enough from any preconceived notion you might have about what Chris Rock is doing in this movie. Okay, to allow you to really focus on. Wow, she's incredible. But what he's doing is also really pretty good. You know, for yeah. like a Chris Rock movie. You know, like his comedy. I've I've always been a huge fan of his comedy. Never really loved a lot of his films or most of his films. Yeah. But I mean, this is a different story. I mean, like it truly is. I mean, you said it yourself. Like this is like him being Woody Allen, and mm-hmm. it's it's really good. Yeah, it's really
2: good. I'd watch another one of his movies if if he had as much control and as he has in this one. Mm-hmm. You can tell that. It, it would have a way different tone than you would think. How, it how did it do? I'm, I'm not, not sure. As as. I'm not sure.
0: You know, I, I, I was going to just look it up now. Like, uh, I know that initially they were going to, like, roll this movie out a little slower. But I think Paramount, like, really kind of upped it a bit in terms of how Rotten Tomatoes average
2: is fucking crazy. I wasn't expecting it to be that high. I thought it was going to stay, like, 75. That's it's in the like, 80s, right? It's like in the 80s. High yeah. 80s. Yeah. Mid to high 80s. Um, right? I think it did,
0: like, 7 or 8 million this weekend. Gotcha. Uh... Like I think seven million, um, but that's good though. I mean, I think it was only in like nine or nine hundred or a thousand theaters or something mm. like that. So that's good, and it's going to continue to go. It's going to continue to roll out. So um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's definitely. Um, it will become a hit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And its rollout. Absolutely. And the word of mouth on it's really good because of you know. Right. It's a good movie, and the critics love it, so it's going to continue to do well um yeah what else did i say what else the
2: homesman oh,
0: how oh no that? how
2: was it <sighs> all right westerns westerns remind me of a very specific time of my life my granddad when he was alive, used to watch westerns, and i thought i thought when i was younger i thought they were so boring yeah. right when you're a kid they really so do seem boring right
1: and now they seem like when good ones are just unbearably intense you know yeah
2: yeah this one this one is slow But in the best way possible, it's the the locations are a character like, you know, you kind of talk about that sometimes like New York is a character or something like that. But um, the the whole story is that um, in this town, there are four women that go crazy. They go crazy. Um, And what I think is actually postpartum depression like they Definitely. they never said what it was but it, but they they were like these women are crazy they're doing bonkers things they have to go to this facility they were actually talking about them they like, doing they, were, bonkers like they were like dogs that's the, that's the dialogue in the <laughs> <They> west cons <consarned>. it <laughs> um these
1: women folk don gone
2: bonkers <laughs> so they have to go to ohio um i think it's ohio is the place and um nobody wants to take these women right and hillary swank has kind of chosen to do it chosen- and along the way uh, they pick up uh, Tommy Tommy Lee Jones, who was about to be hung on a horse, mm-hmm. uh, and he's an unlikely sort of help, helper. I mean, he's old and, you know, kind of in his ways and <laughs> shitty, and she, she has to trust this dude to go across the country to help her. Right. Now, I don't know. It, it didn't get. It didn't do as well as I thought it would, and mm-hmm. I didn't think that it would get. I thought that it would be rated a lot higher than it is. But it's it's a it's a really Hillary Swank is incredible in everything I see her in. Um,
1: she plays. You didn't kind see of, the Black Dahlia then?
2: No, was that bad? She was awful in that. Oh god, it was
1: it was bad, and she was bad. But
2: she plays this kind of stern strong willed woman that that is kind of getting up in age and uh, she kind of gets this constant thing where she she wants to get married and she hears it you know you're mean you're bossy and you're plain looking so she she has this in her head and you know she doesn't have really have any family so she invests in the situation because she sees these people that have had these families and she she sees that you know i, I, I if i had a family i'd want somebody to help me too and the journey is pretty amazing. I have some some Native Americans show up, some uh, thieves and rapists, and all this stuff kind of comes in this journey. And yeah. it's it's solid, man. That's a solid movie. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Um, I'd suggest it. Uh, you know, it's not the greatest western you'll ever see, but it's one of those movies that you'll probably watch more than once in your life. Maybe even three times. And and that's enough to me. I mean, like it's a, it's a solid movie. So. Never four. Never four. This is top at three. Never four. Never never evens. Never even. Have you ever
0: three. seen the uh, the three burials of Melchiorde Estrada?
2: No, what well, that sounds. Was, that was his directorial. Oh, like that in, that like, sounds like, like, a, like a good movie. Like Ten
0: years, eight, nine. Yeah. Years was ago. was that good? I really like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's, it's a western. I guess he only directs westerns. Oh wow. But um, I that, think that's you... if if you I've heard that this was. Pretty like the one you saw is is okay slash pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's pretty. good. But that movie is like I think that's really good. Oh wow! I, if you like this, I would definitely yeah, recommend yeah. checking that out.
2: You should check it out and see it see it in the highest quality that you can see it. And not to be weird, but like it, it's a beautiful movie. Okay. Um, what else did you guys see? I saw see some.
0: I saw. Um, it's not out in theaters quite yet, but I saw Into the Woods. Oh okay. Um, Into
2: I, the Woods. Yeah. The well, musical. Yeah. How is that?
0: Uh, I liked it. I don't. I, I'm not. I, admittedly, I'm not familiar with the musical, um, the Sondheim musical. I, I basically knew about it only from what I saw online and watching trailers. And, um, but basically, I mean, I've known about it all along, but I didn't know
1: quite what it was until this movie started getting put right. Together. And, then, and then I was like, exactly. "Oh yeah, so exactly." It, I didn't realize how much it's just a a telling of the fairy tales, like mixed together and stuff exactly. like that. I never realized that it was that exact thing but right um i knew it had something to do with
0: yeah the... like basically basically it's it's a mashup of uh cinderella <clears throat> little red riding hood the baker's wife jack and the beanstalk sheesh um and rapunzel even's in it but uh-huh. i mean basically it's 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 this story that's uh that in musical form from what i understand is two like in, on the stage it's two acts in the first act and this is like i guess one of the biggest criticisms that i don't know if most many people will probably have is that the first act of the stage is apparently like a claim to be like the best part of it. it it's very mm-hmm. tightly wrapped. It's got a traditional ending. It's, it's pretty great. And the second act is pretty dark. And like what happens after the fairy tale comes to a great end, mm-hmm. there, there's a repercussion. It gets dark. People die mm-hmm. shit like that. Ooh. And it's, and a lot of it's in the film. I guess a lot of my friends that were very aware of the musical were, were telling me they were very curious like how Disney fight it gets in terms of like showing people die or, or what dark things actually happen, it seems like they, they kept a lot of it in the film from what I've read. Um, the performances are pretty good. The music is okay. Nothing, None of the music really like killed me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I thought that the music was going to be wow. Uh, this is a movie that I tried not to get too hyped on because I thought that it might be a, a, a winter film, a holiday film coming out on Christmas Day. That would be one of those movies that just completely like wowed me this year. Um, I love musicals. I love pretty much everybody that's in this movie. Yeah, it's um, a good cast. I like Rob Marshall and I, and his touch for musicals. Um, but it it was good. It, it did it didn't like knock me out. It, it's probably better than good, slightly better than good. Mm-hmm. Meryl Streep is you know pretty good. She's pretty good in everything. I love Emily Blunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've grown to just want to shout that from the rooftop. No, I love her. I love her. She's I like mean, she's my favorite
1: action star this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. But I don't know in, in whatever the name of that movie was. <laughs> right, something's just missing from for me. Something was missing from it. It felt a little like diluted, or something was watered. So, something was just missing. Um, some of the songs were were just just kind of felt kind of dumb to me. And I know that's probably like ridiculous <laughs> because like this is like a apparent like a holy grail. Well, it's have you talked to anybody that is a
1: musical fan that knows there's musical? Because I, I bet that, that not that they've seen the film. I bet that I guess what I'm saying is to me Broadway fans seem to be. Very tough on movie adaptations of plays that oh, they sure, love. So sure. I would imagine if someone really knew the play, they might say, "Yes, what you're talking about
0: missing is exactly the the numbers they cut, or exactly they that you know. could be that could be the case." I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, I I don't even really know one or two other people that have seen it, and uh, only one of them is a truly like musical person. And right. I mean, his feedback was pretty positive, um, mainly okay. because he was very happy they didn't like sweeten the ending, you know, or mm-hmm. sweeten the second act, which is the part that usually. I guess people were worried about like Disney,
2: kind of. Well,
1: people say that about things being Disney-fied, but Disney's never really skimped on the horrible deaths. Yeah, as you know, seen
2: in an animated movie that from I saw Bambi recently.
1: On forward, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no. I mean, that, that's the case. I mean, I just, um, I think go ahead for it. I mean, I still really? liked it. I still enjoyed it. I, I, it's a fun experience seeing that in the theater. So should I start?
1: Should I leave now, or should I wait until? Until Christmas Day when it actually is released,
0: um, you said go ahead. I, want to make I sure. would probably wait till it comes out because mm. you might be like looking even, dumb even, at the Even theater. on foot, I don't need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need a week and a half to uh, get there. Yeah, it maybe it may walking like the long <laughs> yeah. route, it might, mm. you might take a week and a half. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wanted, to, I wanted to come in and be like, I love this movie, but
2: no, not the case. I, I
0: just, I just liked it. It was. It's worth checking out only because you don't get to see musicals in theater like this. And on the screen, it's a it's a great watch. Anna Kendrick is great. I feel like I can't wait to see what she does this coming year. I know she's got another mu- musical coming out. Like it's called, uh, what's it called? Like the last five years. Mm-hmm. Does that ring a bell? I think that, that, that does um, sound familiar. That's a musical as well that the trailer came out for last week, which looks really good. Um, and I love hearing her sing. So I'm, I'm all about that too. Mm. But yeah,
3: go
1: ahead.
0: There's a lot of we've we've had some go
1: heads this yeah this week. I think but you know what's interesting though is that nothing that has seemingly blown well I mean you were pretty big on t- on top five mm-hmm. that's one that you both seem to have liked a lot yeah. but even so that doesn't feel like it's one of those one of those big movies that comes right around this time of year I, yeah that's I was true. feeling like coming into this and maybe it's true that last year this happened that the, a lot of the movies came out after that but it does seem like normally there's three or four big movies in December where I'm 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 scrambling to keep up with them. Yeah. And this year, I have not felt that sense of scrambling to keep up with
3: yeah.
0: the movies that are coming out. Have yeah. they just
1: not been coming out
0: as Fast and Furious, or are they... Uh... I think a lot of the big like quality films, like the Oscar bait movies, either are slowly releasing, or some of them have already come out and gone. And yeah. I didn't get to check it out in theaters. But like yeah, uh, I didn't get to see Theory of Everything. I, I didn't saw get that. to see... Um, oh, yeah.
2: that I guess that counts as a movie. I didn't, though,
0: so. see, I didn't see Imitation Game. Um, I wanted to see Whiplash. Whiplash is great. Is it, it is. It, it, holy shit, Whiplash is great. It's fucking super intense. I didn't talk intense. about
2: that yet? No.
0: Yeah, that that's one. Did you see Foxcatcher? No. No. Saw, okay. You went to DC to see that? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember seeing that. I did. No, but... Yeah. No, I've
1: been terrible. I've seen a lot of movies at home. I've seen uh, a movie that I'll never... I might not even mention it now, <laughs> because if we do worst of the year, oh. uh, I'm almost certain... Are we gonna do worse stuff? Oh, I you? hope we do. Okay. Well, I'll mention this now. Okay. I saw. I, uh, I actually s- sat through VHS Viral. Really?
0: I tried to tell you. I know. But oh I man! I wanted to
1: see that. Some of the most like incompetent, like distracting. Well, we'll talk. Well, <laughs> okay. it'll, it'll Let's probably it. come. No, up. I'm it'll glad you agree. Up. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you agree. And Another movie that might be on that list, and I may as well mention I've seen it because yeah. it was one of my picks for the fall. But I saw Tusk. Oh, I haven't seen that oh, Really?
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, wow.
1: Yeah, how would you describe my facial expression, Ronald? It, disgust. Did I seem like I was partially turning into a walrus <laughs> at the thought of that? Yeah. Really?
2: Uh,
1: yeah. We all know that Kevin Smith is not like a very cinematic filmmaker. He's not a guy who puts together movies. You don't marvel at the construction of his movies. You might people yeah. people that like him typically like his dialogue, his yeah. approach to humor, his kind of twisted sense of like what characters will come up with sure. to get out of a situation or to you know, there's you know, if you like him, that's what you like. Right. This movie does have like some polish, but it also feels like it's it is very cheap and it does feel very It just feels lazy i mean you do you know the origin of it you know it started as like they were riffing on a an ad they saw on his
3: podcast Mm. and
1: it just feels like they there's something kind of amazing about the fact that the movie was made but there's also something kind of offensive about the fact that everything about the movie was present in that little 10 minute stoner riff it was not the surprise like the horror aspect or the body horror aspect was was sort of subject to the fact that it didn't seem like they quite had the budget to pull off some of the wackier things. And oh. there is a celebrity cameo in it. Not a cameo. A celebrity... Do you know who the mm-hmm. actor is that's in it? Mm-hmm. He's not very publicized. So I would say I'd leave it as a surprise to people. Mm-hmm. But there's a big actor that we're already very sick of doing wacky characters who's in this movie doing the wackiest character he's ever done. <laughs> he was in one of my movies too I just talked about.
2: Yeah. I'm curious to see who it is. Yeah.
1: So we might come back to... After you've seen Tusk, maybe we could... If you watch it. Maybe... Okay. maybe I would like to vent with someone who's actually seen it but uh but
2: yeah um Tusk. horrible bosses too fuck fuck you you fucking stupid fucking movie just say your
1: catchphrase <laughs> ronald who is that it's fuck that movie fuck that fucking movie
2: <laughs> i kind of <laughs> liked it you kind of like that shitty piece well, of I shit well i didn't
0: really like i really wanted to I like the first the, one i
2: hated the first one
0: i wanted to like the first one i didn't but I did, did you like
2: charlie day or did you like the movie See I There's don't know I don't
0: know if I can separate
2: it Right Cause Charlie like, Day cause, Cause he's the fucking, movie for me He's so good in everything He's
0: the movie for me He shows up It's a good, it's a good question to ask But I, f- I, I'd say that I like this one More than the first one
2: mm-hmm.
0: I really wanted to like the first one I was like eh Not really a huge fan But I was like I like Charlie Day And some of Jason Sudeikis' stuff But then this one I was like I don't really care about it that much And I saw <laughs> it And I was like Actually I kinda like this one more <laughs> I found myself laughing way more than the first one, but you're right. Most of it was at Charlie. Day. It's like
2: it's like uh forced chemistry, like this, like uh like it's n- not authentic. The dynamic between them doesn't really work. Well, here's
1: what it seemed like to me: it was the most run of the mill. I mean, like Charlie Day is in danger mm-hmm. of becoming, you know, Charlie Day and Jason Sudeikis <laughs> yeah. are in danger of becoming Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, you know what I mean. Like as yeah. much as I love Jason Bateman, he's great in certain things. I know you've never liked him that much, but you've also seen him be. You've seen him in I've enough him things great. be good. Yeah, like he's great in small doses. His cameo in Smoking Aces was great. Uh, uh, he's ba- great in Bad Words. Bad Words. Bad was, Words. Was, so Was good. a very good role for him. Yeah. yeah. His line readings on Arrested Development, the first three seasons, anyway are still some of my favorite little mm. k- com- un- underplayed comic bits of yeah, all time, right. you know. But I just feel like this movie just could not feel more run of the mill. Like the yeah, fact yeah. that it came and went and I saw the poster and I was like there's just not it's like rather than you going, "Oh, what's Christoph Waltz up to in this film?" or yeah. "Oh, what's what's uh, Chris Pine going to bring to it?" You just kind of go, "Oh, it's those actors playing in this type of sort of whatever you call these movies, the sort of brotastic it's- movies where it's a bunch of guys being guys or whatever." It just didn't seem like it had anything New to offer, based on the trailers. It doesn't. It's
2: a run-of-the-mill, late 80s, -hmm. early 90s comedy that has been changed and made 12 times yeah that's been kind of morphed into a 2014 film like
1: every few years the comic actors that we're all a little bit tired of do a movie together yeah you know five six years ago it was Vince Vaughn and, um, and Owen Wilson doing movies together now it's Jason Bateman and Jason Sudeikis and it's like it does kind of seem like every now and then these, it's like an assembly line of this particular kind of comedy and I think yeah. we were talking about uh, Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg how they don't fit that exact model even though they seem like they're right in line with that and they're yeah. right in line with the Apatow thing they're actually like much more story focused yeah. and their movies have much more differen- di- differentiation between them in terms yeah. of what type of movie it is and they have higher concepts than some of these other films Anyway, Jesus, so it's, but but it's you exhausting. thought it was funny, Steve? I mean, or, or is it just that is Charlie Day really funny
0: in it? Is that I, the... found, I thought so, yeah. yeah. I thought I, I found myself laughing more in this film than the first one, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. So, is it that classic example people search for of
1: the perfect form, the comedy sequel that's better than the original, even better than no. the original? I don't know. horrible I, I, bosses. I don't know that I'd go that far. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a not... movie so assembly line, the actual title of it was Horrible
2: Bosses One. <laughs> Did you guys notice that? <laughs> yeah. They snuck that in. There. So bad, man. So I run I
1: see you're looking at a list. What else yeah. did you see?
2: Big Hero Six. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, good movie, man. Good Super movie. fun. It wasn't like it didn't have the punch that I wanted it to have. At I some punch you in your nuts right now for saying that. You like it? I loved it. It was it was really good. If you punch him I in the nuts, it. it was really good. Um, Baymax, Bay yeah. Would <laughs> <it>? <laughs> well, I, how can how I, I the, help? The, the fucking, like man, that movie had some like. Mm down like some sad parts in it it was like whoa wow
0: have you ever it's, seen a disney movie before
2: but not like that <laughs> but but like what do you mean not like that they're all like that i mean i don't want to spoil anything but like the fucking scene where it's been i mean it's been out for
0: like a month now okay
2: the scene where he goes in for his brother and it fucking yeah. explode that has never happened not like i that was gonna anymore. say the way like, they combined the, the, combine the typical that? disney
1: like family member dying with like an action movie beat It was like the hero dying, you know. It was like the mentor of the hero dying a third into your action movie. But you don't always get a lot of times in the Disney movie. It's played differently than that. I did think that was kind of interesting. He
2: watched his brother die. He he essentially watched him die in an explosion, which was pretty damn crazy. But I thought it was a solid movie. I think. I think the man.
0: I think. I think Mufasa dying a third of the film in in the Lion King. Yeah, that was rough. He watches his father fall into a. That's rough. I heard of whatever. A stampede the hell that yeah. was a yeah. stampede. That was rough. A, was it antelope? Sure. Antelope work. Yeah. Gazelles, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably a nice mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, they probably hang together. They cross. Um... we could learn a lot from the antelopes <laughs> and the gazelles, Steve.
2: Did you guys watch Hello Ladies when it was yeah. Yes. Did you watch the movie? No. Yeah. Good. Good movie. You liked it? Good movie. John? I was
1: I, I thought it was like a great wrap up like, yeah because it yeah. did it did answer the question if you watched that show which you just said you did yeah. right or did you I did yes, okay you did, you did watch the show you didn't see the movie yes. you should watch Got the it. movie but like it, it, it answered the question of is anyone ever gonna tell Stuart to his face <laughs> what, his, what his problem is <laughs> yeah but at the same time the way it came out was in it's unexpected It's like he gets his kind of comeuppance but he's much more sympathetic in this movie than he was over the run of the show because yeah. what we're seeing in this is like the fallout of him realizing what a what a misguided person he's been, okay. uh, you yeah. know. But it's like the way they play that whole idea of he's like a misfit, and his buddies are misfits, and they're in this world of fake people. That like I love that sort of me and my weird friends against the world vibe that cre- creeps into that show yeah. sometimes. And this the movie really played that a few times. Like there's a few scenes where it's a, the big question is is he going to once again burn his friends to strive for this life that doesn't want him or is he ever going to just realize what his life is and appreciate the people that he's got yeah and i i thought it was neat i thought it was pretty good i mean there were some efforts they made to make it more cinematic like there were some camera moves and things that were them uh-huh. trying to make it into more of a movie that i don't think it really needed but i thought there was some really great uh typical stuff if you liked the show and i thought the resolution the little gimmick of you know the the i'll just say the percentage thing Oh yeah. that That's was really a great cool.
0: little uh, yeah. concept
1: because I think life is is like that, you know. It is.
2: It is. Just yeah. it was so I realized
0: good. after I saw the, the clip from the movie for this, where I recognized that the um dawn from this season of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Right. Where I knew her from. She is, and it was her. It was she plays Jessica on the show. She's gorgeous. She's to so me. cute, yeah. Yeah, I
1: love like, her. Like she's like it's like well, a simple, great it's like a simple beauty. Hello, man. ladies. I don't know if her character really quite popped on walking dead but you know yeah.
2: she's she's a very like we
0: should do another tv movie at
1: some yeah point we should down.
2: but she's beautiful I, yeah, I i enjoy her i, I couldn't
0: remember where I'd, i like i remember when the first trailer for like the new season came out and there was like a clip of her mm-hmm. as the cop i just remember telling aaron like i don't know where i know that <laughs> actress from and i went looking through all these things these message boards finding out and it didn't click until like about two weeks ago or three weeks ago when i saw the the, the hello ladies movie clip like oh there it is. Well, what's funny Simple. is
1: Nikki and I were catching up on watching stuff, and we watched the Hello Ladies movie, and then we watched the the season finale of Walking Dead. Oh. so it was very strange <laughs> as far as a night as far as Christine Woods. It was right, like right, we saw right. you know Jeez. we saw her two two very very different right on. spins yeah. on a character. Another movie I saw that um, you may have seen. I feel like you would have sought this one out.
2: As above, so below. I Did you see oh it? how the I have it. how was that? Did you it. so no? One I have a copy of it. Have not watched it yet. Good. Ahead. Good. Ahead. <laughs> I'm not really, not saying go ahead and see it. No, you, I, I was really want someone else to
1: have seen it because it's one of those, it's like, it's it's got some really bad horror movie problems. Oh, no. But it's also got some things going for it that are very unusual and very nightmare. Like, it, it it's kind of like a nightmare trip through hell of a sort. Mm. That, Didn't they that,
0: actually film it in the catacombs?
1: I think they did. Yeah. It's like someone, it feels like someone should have made this movie 10 times already. Yeah. Because it's brilliantly creepy and yeah. what they do with it is really kind of interesting and there's certain things they do that I wouldn't want to just say out, outright Right, mm. right. if you guys don't have seen it but there's certain points that the movie hits where a scene will really be like oh my god and then there'll be like a I mean I guess I, I'm not going to give people die in horror movies so you're not mm. if I say and there's a scene Fuck where a character if I say there's a scene where the characters were all in a room and a character kills one of the other characters mm. and then they focus that's like if it'd be like if if um if there was a fourth person here right yeah. and he ran up and he killed ronald okay. mm-hmm. sorry ronald i know That's the black fine. guy always dies first That's fine, <laughs> it's really not fair <laughs> i like being a prophet this hypothetical but um but um it'd be like if then we ran over to, to ronald and we're like oh my god he's gone he's gone what are we gonna do what are we gonna do oh my god and then we were like we got to get out of here and we ran that way and at no point did we even the guy he killed him has just gone over to that corner and is just going like and we don't say, well, let's get him or <laughs> anything. We just are sort of right. like, well, and you can almost say these characters are in such a fucked up situation that at this moment, they're like, let's get out of here. Yeah, they just... We can't care. But it still seems like the three or four people that are in the room at that point would have turned on the person that did the killing. Yeah. yeah. I guess what I'm saying is they needed a rock slide to, to block them off from that guy. Or they needed that guy to go running off down another corridor or something that would have made you go, well, they're not going to go. Find him. Uh. Instead, it was just like he's over in the corner while they're like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> so that was it. Was that type of thing throughout the movie that just made you go, oh, this movie's not as smart as I want it to be," because it has moments like that that didn't get worked out. But there's other moments of just creepiness and them walking around in the tunnels and the stuff they find and the way that it plays into the different characters. There's there's definitely some there's some good material there. I feel like in a weird way it might be like C plus execution with some like B plus atmosphere and okay. and, you know, ideas mm. afoot. And also just if once you've seen it, you'll know what I mean. That at the end you go, I don't really know what these characters went through. But it's kind of exciting that the movie kept adding to like, what what happens when you go through here? Well then you go through this tunnel. Well then you go down this thing. It's like they keep going down, they keep going up, they keep going like it, you, you start to feel claustrophobic and kind of lost. Yeah. It reminded me of that movie The Descent. Yeah, um, which was also flawed in a way, but was, I really
2: enjoyed that. But movie I feel like too. it
1: benefited from really keeping it simple. Yeah, and this movie maybe goes a little further with the creep potential, just because it's more supernatural and like anything can happen. But it's that type. You know how we've said many times that movies need rules mm. if they're going to play with the supernatural. Yeah, this was a movie that I feel like if there had been that scene of exposition, it would have been shitty. But they needed to do something to make it cohere just a little bit more for me to come out of it going like. I recommend. As right. it is, I would say if you're curious about it, see it. You'll definitely find something of value. And plus, there's some, there's a couple of good performances. It's, uh, um, even though it does take place in France, and when a couple of French characters see a French person that they haven't seen in a long time, everybody speaks English. That that bothered me. You know, mm. little things like that that I don't guess you can get away from. Yeah. Where it's like they're in France, but everyone speaks English with a French accent, kind of mm. kind of thing. You know. So yeah, between it and VHS viral, this seemed like a horror classic. I'll oh, say that. Wow.
2: <laughs> um I saw What We Do in the Shadows the oh. New Zealand movie. I I've been really curious about that. Is it any good? <sighs> Man, it's Does Jermaine Clement have yeah. something to do with directing it or he wrote helped it or write it or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: he didn't direct it. It's uh I
2: think he like helped write it though.
0: Somebody else directed it.
2: You're right, so it says here, somebody else directed it, Steve. <laughs> I know
0: I, I looked this up. I I looked at the dude and I rec- rec- it's co-directed yeah, it's by co-directed. Jermaine yeah. Clement and Taika
2: Waititi. Yeah, yeah. That's the guy that did Boy, Yeah. Which yeah. was a fucking incredible movie. So take now, a white titty is a- uh <laughs> So this was a, do- a documentary about, about about uh vampires. And um spoof, you know, spoof documentary done in a way that I just hadn't seen. It kind of feels like The Office in the way that these characters really take themselves seriously. Um, it establishes the characters really quickly, and then it just gets funnier and funnier and funnier from there. Especially if you're good with a little bit of dry humor mixed with some slapstick, mixed with some, um, you know, it's 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 good. It's just good humor. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really funny movie because like it's it's. It takes all the things that you know about um <laughs> about movies and kinda th- like vampires and kinda turns them upside down. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, one of the vampires is a really neat guy. And so you don't think about this, but like when when he brings people into his house, he kind of clean he like leaves paper underneath them and kinda he's very considerate. But when you hit a major artery, it just goes crazy. And like you don't think that like <laughs> a vampire would be soaked in blood as opposed to like the little <clears throat> that they do in the movies and seeing him kind of react to being <laughs> that dirty. It's it's really funny things that, that you don't funny. think about. Um, all of them are very different and they vary in age. I don't want to like give away too much, but like the dynamic between them is very funny. Um, one is very old. One is kind of in between and one is a little younger. So uh, it, it just works really well. And then seeing them interact with some other people Because there's other monsters in the world, so there's werewolves and shit. The trailer's really good. So funny, man. It's a solid, solid movie. It
1: sounds really funny, and it's like I would trust... Like, like Jermaine Clement's humor, I would trust that to be funny in that mockumentary yeah. context. He's it's, got a great dry. It's wit. Eagle
2: versus Shark. Wait, is that the name of it? Yeah. yeah. Eagle versus Shark and boy humor. So if like you've seen those two movies, mm-hmm. you know, I like New Zealander accents, they play on that a lot. Like the the way their voices sound when they're saying things, mm-hmm. they repeat things a lot. Like hey hey hey
0: hey hey,
2: like that sort of thing over and over and over and over and over again. Um, repetition is so funny to me, and it does a lot of it. Um, it's a solid movie. I I would. It's my sleeper movie. Like of all the movies I've seen, I'd say find this movie as soon as you can and watch it. And I don't know if like, you know, it's 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 a different style of humor than American humor, obviously. So, but give it a chance. Uh, what we do in the shadows is like my top movie that I've seen out of this chunk of movies that we're talking about right now. Nice, solid, so fun. I laughed the whole time, man. Cool. So. I'm tapped. you tapped same same my balls are empty <laughs> um
0: that's what you did in the show. <laughs> yes there it is
1: yep i want to just throw out a mention to one other movie that is actually going to be hitting video pretty soon uh, i think it comes out on january 6th um and it was in theaters for a second and i don't think we ever talked about it on the show but it's from the director of Your uh, you're next Oh, the guest. Uh, the guest. Have you seen oh, it? Yeah. No, I've heard. What do you think of
0: it? I liked it. That's pretty,
1: yeah, pretty good. It's fun. I mean, it was definitely another. I felt like it was a step forward stylistically. It was a lot more like confident in terms of like the way the movie was put together. Right. There are still some. There's just some odd things going on that make it feel a little bit like. <laughs> like schlocky. 80s. Well, but like, for instance, the mom, I, the, the, I just, this family, the the whole, mo- the premise of the movie is that they bring this guy into their family, this mysterious uh, person shows up on the doorstep of a family that has lost a son in the war. And he claims to be someone who was, was you know, a friend, was a friend, a soldier, fellow soldier to their son, and that he's there to deliver the this, this, this son's dying message, you know. And as the movie moves out from that a little bit, you start to see more and more of what's going on with this guy. And it really plays like, it's an odd kind of mix of almost like a, I mean, it really feels like a movie John Carpenter would have made in like Mm -hmm. 1984 or something like that. Because it's kind of like action and it's kind of like horror and it's kind of a genre mix. But the whole premise, I think we're supposed to see that this mom is so forlorn over the loss of her son that she would bring this man into the home. Mm-hmm. And say you could stay here in our son's room and stuff, but they don't. Qu- the movie is so quick about getting to that, which I kind of admire. That mm-hmm. it's so quick about it, mm-hmm. it skimps on setting up the mom as this damaged person that would do that, and so it really just makes her seem like the worst mom. <laughs> <laughs> because what happens later in the like the next day, he's picking her son up at school. Yeah, give him a car. And it's like, it's, I just feel like in in our modern world, we should be more suspicious. No matter yeah. how handsome, if the, especially if the guy's handsome, yeah, if even some, more. We should yeah. be more suspicious of like a damaged sociopath uh, coming in, and like the fact that he knew your son, and he's he's a veteran, and he's just gotten out of the the military hospital. These aren't things that make you go. I know 100% this guy's... Yeah, I'm comfortable. And so it's like, they could have developed the mom a little bit more to make it like more apparent why she would do that. And it could have been more of a point of tension. They allude to it, but it just didn't... You know what I mean? It just yeah. felt like they glossed over it yeah, because no, no, once yeah. once he's in the house, the way he interacts with the family and particularly the way he kind of coaches the son, Fun. was I thought it was really funny. Yeah, Like there's a scene when he goes to see him in the principal's office and he's been kind of encouraging the son to defend himself. And when he finds out that the son like hit a guy in the face for calling him a name, he's like... That's great. I'm really glad <laughs> to do it. So, it's like, so, and the character has funny moments like that. Like he yeah. plays little bits of comedy, and it's you know it's for the type of movie it is. I feel like what it is is a really ambitious, really well made B movie. Oh, totally. And I love that. Yeah. You know, like I've, it's one of those movies where you want to it. boost it more because of what it seemed like they were able to do because it is polished, and the the areas where it does kind of skew out of like. You start to, like the performances are pretty good. The overall effect of it is pretty strong. So I would say, yeah, that since we won't probably get a chance to talk about new movies again before January 6th when this comes out on video, I would recommend that people check it out. Is Adam Wingard the director? Yeah. yeah, he also did a segment from one of the VHS films. And I would see this as a step forward. So he's becoming kind of one to watch in like genre filmmaking. Unlike to me. Ty West. You know, Ty West, you're out.
0: <laughs> Wingard's in.
2: Yep. <laughs> I'll check it out. You know how great it is to hear you say that, John. (laughs) I've had it, I've rated it on a couple of lists of people's top 10 movies of the year. It's it's a
0: lot of fun. It wasn't as great as I thought it would be because I'd heard so much hype on it. Yeah, I've been hearing it. But when I step back,
1: I would would do that. I would say consider it to be like, wow, these people did a lot with what they had and they made, like, there are big budget action films that don't have the sense of, like, fun and motion and and intensity that this film has. Like, it's got some great stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's got, like,. Just a, like a, some surprising little character turns in it, and um, particularly just the way that I think his name is Dan Stevens, yeah. the way he plays the the the, the guest, the title character, um, it's an interesting guy. We haven't seen this character before. We haven't seen the guy who's quite this like. Light-hearted in a way, while he's doing awful things.
0: Yeah, he's like he's super light-hearted, but like very unpredictable. Right. Like you I, I feel like you really can't peg where his character is going for the majority of the film. You know, it's not like, and even at the end, you don't know what his
3: plan was exactly. or what was supposed exactly. to happen. You but I
1: like that. Like, there's a scene where he says, "I like, I don't have time to explain," yep. and I felt like that was the movie was maker the movie. saying That's to it. us, yep. You're "I'm sorry, right. you don't get to know." Yep. Yeah. There's a scene with well, I don't want to. Th- there's a scene at the restaurant where he goes. Yeah. Where but that play that was hilarious to yeah, me. the okay. way he just says like, all right, I'm gonna do this extra thing that's just gonna fuck shit up and he does it in such a flamboyant way. yeah, there is another movie lurking within this movie where he it's just him going around fucking people <laughs> up. he um, looks like a young Bradley Cooper in this one picture he does he, he reminds me strange. he's like Bradley Cooper and Chris Evans had a baby.
2: Dad, that, that's it. It's Spot very on. weird, man. It's like he looks a lot like him in this picture, yeah. but the other pictures don't look like him. Maybe at all. We
1: even with a, a little dash of Hemsworth in there, too. Something about uh, the light A little sprinkle. So, yeah, we, we squeezed in another flick. That's, yeah. a, that's a go ahead, though. I would, yeah, I would say, go ahead. Especially if it it's on your radar and you're interested in this kind of film, um, you know, ignore the hype and just see it as like. Because uh, I knew very little about what the plot was going to be, and I think that was one thing that helped me, was sitting down to watch it. Um, I was actually amazed at how quickly he arrives. You know, that was kind of cool. <laughs> Right, right. But I'm the mo- the movie up. shorthand of why the mom would let this guy into the house was was a little bit of a bumpy ride, but There you go with that logic again, John. I know, me and my blog. You know, <laughs> I do think it's something that I need to let go because a lot of times with movies you do have to go. Yeah. It's just it is what it is. yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. what I don't like is when they tell me something that then the, the movie tells me something that it then contradicts. Yeah. Like, at least with this movie, I can I can come up with that. Oh, the mom was so damaged that she would do this. The movie doesn't contradict that. Sure. But sometimes the movie, you want to explain something a certain way to let the movie off the hook, and the movie... Come back around. Yeah, comes back around it. and yeah. says, "Nope, we're not going to let you have that. <laughs> not going to let you have that, John. Yes. With your, with your Vulcan logic. <laughs> all right, folks, well, that's enough uh, positivity, I guess. Yeah. There was a lot of movies that we kind of liked, and oh, maybe yeah, a few yeah. we didn't love so much. But next week, it's going to be all about the 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 it's our christmas episode mm. and as i'm discovering you know maybe this will be the third and final
0: cuz you <laughs> you, cause you guys had a hard time but we're going to do May, our ba humbug but we can next talk week. about why that was maybe hard yeah, i don't yeah, know right maybe now. maybe it was a different kind of year who yeah. <laughs> uh yeah episode 124 will be Bah humbug It'll be a lot of fun hopefully yeah, this is going to be fun we're talking we'll be talking negative but we'll be smiling <laughs> yeah, <know>. and laughing <laughs> you have to trust always. us I know uh, miss it yeah guys thanks so much for listening hit us up on the itunes Subscribe, rate it, start, it, do, do whatever. It, whatever you can do to to do anything. I'm not gonna do it. Just do one. anything. Okay. Whatever whatever you can do, just do something. Um, and uh as always, you've made our day. But I'm
2: struggling. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. You can say it if you want to, Ronald. You gotta start saying it. <laughs> As always. You made us gay. Hey! <laughs> hey hi-yo! I thought you couldn't do it until I, like, led you in. <laughs> yeah. He's
1: got to... It, it has to be an interruption, you know? Yeah. has to be.
0: No, I have no interest in Annie. I watched Annie. Annie.
3: I watched Annie. I watched Annie. <laughs>